This week we are going to be talking about the week of March 20th through the 26th, the Sun and New Moon in Aries, Pluto in Aquarius, and Mars in Cancer. We are going to be digging into some more questions before we get into the week, and we are highlighting the Sun in Aries. The first two new moons, the first of two new moons in Aries in 2023, Pluto in Aquarius, and Mars in Cancer. There's going to be major shifts that are pushing you to define who you are, what you want, and where your values stem from. The purpose of this is so you will bring the brightest, most unique version of yourselves to the collective. By embracing your individuality, you offer the special part necessary in order to progress society into a future where we can all be more independent. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Who's on that shirt? Woody Woodpecker, is that his name? Oh yeah, Woody Woodpecker. Wow. This shirt reminds me of my dad for some reason. Yeah. Kind of looks like your dad. Is this horse What's power? Mr. Horsepower? Mm-hmm. Mr. Horsepower. He's yeah. like smoking a cigar. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I feel cool. like I'm channeling a little bit of my inner white trash. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> love it okay if anyone has tried it i forget what it's called i think it's called some sort of meditation chair or adhd chair or it's like a circle with like a little rounded back and it's kind of looks like an office chair but it has all these different positions that you can move the arms and the seat to where you can like sit in all these different positions in your chair and i'm mm-hmm. super curious about it and i kind of want to get one because i feel like i'm such a freak like if i wasn't sitting in front of the microphone i'd be like sitting sideways in the chair like with my legs somewhere else it's just i'm always trying to readjust so i feel like maybe if anyone has tried this chair i want to know about it yeah and also we're going to go over some questions today as well but if you do have a question if you go to spotify that is where we take our questions there's like a little i think it says poll or questions you can write us there and we'll answer them on the podcast sometimes people yes. write us on instagram at the weekly transit or at ingaro i-n-g-a-r-o-o or That's on great. the youtube youtube mm-hmm. which we're happy to yeah. answer them there but if you do want it answered on the podcast i would go through spotify's app because then we will read the questions here or maybe yeah i was gonna say you can say you want it on the podcast but that just gets a little bit all over the place when we have questions coming from everywhere it's too confusing for me if you if you put it on spotify then we're gonna answer it on the podcast and we've got quite a backlog so we're doing our best to get through those um well i was just gonna say if you're if you're putting a (laughs) question if you're putting if you're asking me a question on instagram or ingrid a question on instagram or either of us a question on uh youtube and ingrid checked the youtube comments because there was a question for you this last week um where we're gonna answer it there we're gonna answer it where you asked us the question 
Um, and then just before we get into our questions, a little bit about what we're doing on the podcast. It's basically kind of like a weather forecast, but for astrology, we go over each day of the week, what's happening in the planets and stars. Scott kind of guides us through, I share whatever's happening in my life to kind of relate it to an everyday experience of how to navigate life better with astrology kind of alongside you. And the Mm -hmm. best way to follow along with the podcast is to obviously listen wherever we are streaming everywhere. Um, But also to go to the the website, theweeklytransit.com, there's a forecast tab for our blog. That's going to show the visuals and the journal prompts there if you want to actually start learning the language of astrology, as well as our book, The Basics of Astrology. It's in the show notes. It's $30 on Amazon. You get a paperback book, or it's $10 for an Amazon Kindle download. Um, It's very much a glossary style book. It's super simple. It's very visual. It's straight to the point. There's no There's no fluff. So if you're trying to learn what we're talking about here, I highly recommend grabbing the book to follow along. And then if you're watching us on Spotify or YouTube, please subscribe. And those are where we're kind of previewing the visuals. We show a little bit of the book while we're going through and we show each of the alignments that we're also, here we go, a little preview. It's basically a glossary of all the terms and language that we use here on the podcast. So if you have, if you want to learn astrology, I highly recommend grabbing the book to follow along with the podcast and with the with the website where the forecast lives. Yeah, so if you want to support the podcast, you can purchase the book. And then also you can support the podcast by going to the show notes. There's a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10. And you can write us a review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon for the book. You can share it. All the things are greatly appreciated. Yes. And our sponsors that we want to thank are Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Barbara, Grace, Janelle, Vincent and Michelle, Clarissa, Nicole, Aline, Robin, Cassie, Merdinus, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Libby, Annie, Amber, Stephanie, Deborah, Haley, Janine, Carrie, and Catherine. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for donating to the yes. podcast. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. Yes. Yes. And uh, we talked about it a bit last week, but want to give a shout out to Chelsea Mern expand with Chelsea. Uh, the podcast should be out. We'll put it in the show notes, but we had a wonderful interview with her she is an amazing business coach and an incredible interviewer she has a podcast and invited ingrid and i to be on the podcast and we both had an amazing time chatting with her it was it was really it was really fun i had listened to some of her episodes before we went on there and she her podcast is all about business and i think it's like making six figures is that what it's called expanding with chelsea how to make six figures um expanding up yeah leveling up um but it was just really fun we talked a lot about the north node and our soul's purpose and aligning that with what we're going to be doing in business and what we're looking for in a business partner mine and scott's connection to each other and why we make great business partners and -hmm. just reflecting on who we hold close to us and why and why they impact what we're doing so yeah choosing wisely and just being more aware of yourself and how you can be successful in business 
So yes. we had a really great time on the podcast and her, the link will be in the show notes. And we'll put a link to her website to expand with Chelsea.com. If you're interested in working with her in taking your business to the next level, she has like three different, uh, ways to work with her ignite scale and synergy uh check those out see if they speak to you chelsea is incredibly bright and has amazing energy and so it was a lot of fun for ingrid and i to chat with her on her podcast thank you again chelsea for having us as your guests um thank you and another big takeaway was that I get, what Chelsea does is is a personal coach coaching mm-hmm. and just thinking about you Scott and me wanting to learn astrology and me like having all these books and not really being able to learn it until I had someone to hold my hand basically we meet every week I am able to learn in that way to have somebody hold me accountable and I feel like she kind of does a similar thing I you know I read part of her website and it was saying how you you know we all download these little workbooks and classes and all these type of things, but there's no personal like handholding happening or Mm -hmm. mentorship to really learn. And I think that the reason I've even learned astrology or I know the reason I've learned astrology is by meeting with you every week. So, you Mm -hmm. know, if you want to learn more about astrology or get a reading or have some handholding in pushing you forward, contact Scott for a reading, or if you're looking to do more business oriented stuff, Chelsea, you know, you can buy these services or both of us have an amazing podcast where you can follow along for free. If you just want to, you know, start taking those baby steps. Totally. You were saying last week, you were saying last week, like you and Chelsea must have some things in common. We're both seventh house sons. So that's why, you know, seventh house is the house of marriage. So that's why, you know, working with other people is what makes us feel whole. Uh, So, you know, Chelsea is a North node in Capricorn, which is about goal setting, achievement, accomplishments, and it's in the third house, her North node. So asking questions, gathering information. I imagine that her as a coach, she's going to learn a lot about you. And through learning about you, she's going to help you discern what goals are going to be best for you and and the work that is required to achieve those goals. Uh, What I do is a little different because it's not business oriented. It's just more overall life work. And I work with people that are astrologers that are wanting to learn astrology, but also people that just want guidance in helping to understand the energies that are coming around the corner or the energies of the past and to make sense of the past and how the planets and stars were affecting them in the past, in the present, in the future. That's what the cosmic pathway is all about. So, uh, yes, it's a lot of fun. I love working one-on-one with people. And then the episode that we recorded with Chelsea is all about how you can use astrology while working on your business, your, your soul's purpose in you know, kind of figuring that out and then also who to partner with and what to look for in their astrological code to find someone who's a good fit for you, what questions you should be asking them and seeing where they're at. Totally. Totally. Awesome. So Um, much fun. Do you want to bring in some questions? Oh yeah. Let's talk about, yeah, the questions, questions. Okay. So first question here, this is from Ciara Cho. Hey, 
I'm wondering about a specific placement in my natal chart. I have both Saturn and Jupiter in my seventh house, both in Taurus. I believe they are conjunct. Would love some more insight slash elaboration. Well, Saturn is the planet of restriction. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Together in the same sign in the same house means that they're bringing that luck and work. Jupiter's luck, Saturn's work. So you have a lot of luck. The seventh house we just met, we just mentioned is the house of marriage. So you have a lot of luck when it comes to close personal relationships, lovers, friends, business partners. Taurus is the sign of self-worth and all matters of the material, art, culture, food, finance. You have luck in that area as well. But Saturn in the same place means that you have a lot of work to do in order to bring that luck to fruition. So if you are doing the work on your close personal relationships and your relationship to the material, then you will receive much abundance and luck in these areas. I absolutely love that because I was just listening to something about success and it's like, it's opportunity, but it's also needs to meet a little bit of luck for something to actually happen. But it's also, if you're not doing the work, you're not going to have those lucky opportunities. Or if you do have them, they're not going to be fruitful. Nothing's going to happen if you if you don't have both. So doing the work and um, keeping in mind that there will be a lucky moment where your all your work will come in handy, where it's able to like cross over and something big will happen. And come into reality. It's about yeah, there bringing we go. that luck into reality. You know, there's the idea, but it's like, how do I bring that idea into reality where I can actually touch it, taste it, hear it, smell it, feel it. And I, it, yeah. Oh, I was just, thinking about like social media how everything is very glorified where it's just like oh there's this magic you know this person made it and that person made it and it was just like all luck there's this one uh, graphic designer i think his name is like chris friendo chris mm -hmm. and um but he's wildly successful and he just posted a graphic that was like everyone just sees this one year like basically we're i'm an overnight success but i've been working at this for 10 years and it wasn't overnight. It was all my hard work and this one stroke of luck that finally paid off. And if I wouldn't have done those 10 years of hard work, this overnight success that you see would never have happened. And it's it's not about the overnight. It's about putting like taking responsibility, putting in the work. So when you have that magic moment where you're able to bring things into reality, you're ready for it. Absolutely. Yes. So the second question is from Cassidy. Cassidy asks, is it common to have two of the same signs in the primal triad? My husband, two kids, and myself all have duplicates. I would, I would say, okay, so there's 728 different combinations of the primal triad. So uh, I don't know how common it is for there to be two in the same primal triad because I would have to go through and look at all. 1728 and figure out how many have two, but there's 1700, 1728 different combinations of the primal triad. I don't know how many off the top of my head have two, uh, but it's not common. Uh, it's more common, I would imagine, to have three different signs. But what makes it even more interesting is that you, your husband, and your two kids all have duplicates. And, and that's one of those interesting things that 
it seems very unique, but I feel like it's more common than not to see like these commonalities with family within families where it it is really cool and interesting to see that all all four of you have two duplicates and I think that is really rare but I often see families where they are sharing signs in the primal triad like I'm a Scorpio sun, my mom's a Scorpio moon, my sister's a Scorpio rising. I'm a Taurus rising, my dad's a Taurus sun, a Taurus moon, uh, my mom's an Aquarius sun, my sister's an Aquarius moon. So, you know, it's like, I see that so often in families. So it is really interesting. It's very cool. It is very unique, but it's, it's, it's very special. But at the same time, it's, I see that more often than not where families are reflecting their primal triads. I mean, even in like terms of like partnerships, I feel like you told me like, I think my ex and even my current partner and uh, one of my friends, they all have like uh, Aries. Aries uh, moons. Yeah. Or no, no, this one's different, but like, and then my dad, that's what it was. My dad and my ex. Your dad, your ex and your current partner all are Aries moons. So right? I'm like, yeah. Well, wait, his wait isn't his? No, no, no you're right. Yeah. So Let it's like look. how like we. Where's Walter Iverson? No, your dad is a Sagittarius rising. Your ex is a Sagittarius rising, but your ex is an Aries moon, and your current partner is an Aries moon. So I don't know. I just thought like, I think there's a lot of these patterns, even in some other friendships, you're like, oh, this person and this person and this person all have this quality. That's probably why you're attracted to them. Exactly. So I I can imagine in family dynamics, it's like, we're meant to learn certain lessons. So it's kind of like we get stuck together for a reason. Totally. I was just looking at uh, some charts for a client and noticed that her assistant and her, one of her best friends have the same rising sign, the same moon in the same house in the same sign, and Venus in the same sign in the same house at the exact same degree. That's crazy. And I'm like, look at your assistant, look at your friend. What there's some sort of commonality here that mm-hmm. they're sharing with each other. And uh yeah. So this is a fun thing about astrology to see like, okay, how are we reflecting All the each patterns? Other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is from Delta down six eights, Delta down eight, 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 eight. <laughs> is there anything that I should watch for with my f- first five houses in cancer, Leo, Leo, cancer, Leo, cancer, and ascendant in Leo two? Lots of sun slash moon energy that I feel is astrological bipolar. This makes no sense to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Delta down six eights. Please rephrase or reach out to me for a reading because I'm thoroughly confused. I don't know how your first houses can be. First five houses can be in cancer, Leo, Leo, cancer, Leo, cancer, because Leo is after cancer. So your first house could be in your first house could be in cancer but then your second house would be in leo 
but your third house is not going to be in cancer because your first house is in cancer. Yeah, it can only go it, one place. Exactly. So it's a planet, um, so it can only go in one spot, and that's that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm <sighs> I'm astrologically bipolar from this question because like <laughs> ascendant in Leo. Okay, okay, then that means that cancer cannot be in the next house. It's gotta be in the previous house. It's gotta be in the twelfth house. Mm. That's where cancer has to be. Well, they if, probably just don't know how to read their chart. So yeah, reach yeah. out. Reach out to me or, for a reading. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. And, I want to know what's happening. And of course, it's, I mean, if reading your reading your own chart is literally fucking impossible. Only until recently can I even see the visual. Scott kept pointing and drawing always, and I'm just like, I literally don't know what the fuck you're doing, bro. Like until we wrote the book <laughs> together, I was like, stop with these squiggles. You just, I, I'm never gonna get it. So I'm sure just a little bit of confusion in reading it, which is totally understandable. So yeah, write us. I just forget a reading. I want to know what's happening with your Leo And if you want a reading, it's at theweeklytransit.com. I will never send you a message on Instagram telling you that you need a reading with me. Never, ever, 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 ever. The only way to schedule a reading with me is via theweeklytransit.com. The schedule is there. And Scott's only mentioning that because recently there's been a lot of, uh, what do you impersonators imposters yeah, yeah impersonators. so just watch out for yeah. those even if it's not scott anyone who's reaching out to you for any magical reading moment hey darling sweetheart i feel called to you no they fucking don't it's a scam so report them <laughs> yeah total scam do we have time for one more question mm, sure one more is it a short break. is it a short question Let's see. Uh, this is from Jessica Haskell. What is the significance of ruling planets? In my case, I'm a Cancer rising, and with Cancer being ruled by the Moon, is my Moon in Gemini placement consequently more loud or prominent in my chart? Hmm. I mean, possibly. I don't know. I mean, I have to look at the chart to know what else is going on there. It's a lot more complex than just your your ascendant is in cancer so now your moon is more powerful it could make the moon more powerful i'm curious to know if there's other planets aligned with the moon what planets are aligned with the moon uh what other planets are aligned with the ascendant uh but you know when you're a cancer rising you're somebody who your emotions are, are right on your face. They're on the front page. Um, you wear your emotions on your sleeve when you're around people you don't know in situations where you're uncomfortable, places where you're unfamiliar. If you ever feel threatened, you are showing emotion, but that doesn't mean that people are seeing the true nature of your emotions, which is Gemini. That is only the people that you are emotional with that, that you feel comfortable in truly showing who you are. Like just because you're crying doesn't mean that you're really showing your emotions. Um, so I have a cancer moon. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious. I feel like I'm very good at putting on a face for people that I don't give a fuck about. Like that's very easy for me to do at work and put on a persona wherever I am and fit in. But like, I think I mentioned last week, you know, whatever thing that was happening that I ended up crying about, like my partner knows immediately. I'm just like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. 
we don't really need to talk about it right now we're out and he's like you're not fine we should go like let's just go we'll talk about it like you're i, I know <laughs> when you're not fine so like and he always knows that even if i try to cover it up he's like just tell me what's happening you're not you can't pre- it's on your face i know you and i know what's happening so like i think in my personal relation my close relationships it's just writ- there's no way for me to hide that so i'm just curious is that part of my cancer moon now i forgot what they're yeah well so you're the opposite of her she's a cancer rising and a gemini moon you're a gemini rising and a cancer moon so you're a you're only going to show those tears to people that you're that you feel comfortable around to really let it down Um, but like when i think of like my lady who's a cancer rising and her moon is in virgo like she that cancer rising, you know, the tears can come out, but like her moon is a different animal. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different animal. You're it's a Virgo feeling. moon. She's, she, I don't even want to get into that on the podcast, but <laughs> no, but she's, you know, it, like she shows me a side to herself emotionally that she hasn't show to anyone else. Yeah. Um, even though other people might see emotion in her, because of her cancer rising, it's not the true depth of her emotions. So, yeah, it's complex. That was a great question. Yeah. And yeah. Then you, I think that Thanks, you Jessica. said involves um, an actual reading to see what is the most prominent because you have to compare it to everything else in the chart as well. Exactly. I mean, even like we, when we cover each day of the week, there are so many alignments happening all the time, and Scott is picking the most prominent alignment of that day whatever the most energy we're going to be feeling and dealing with is so it is kind of like you need to know more about what's happening to pick what's the most important or the most impactful i guess yes awesome all right we got into the week let's do it so this is the week of march 20th through the 26th we're looking at monday march 20th where we have the sun the giver of light life and vitality transiting into the sign that it is exalted in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram aries the sun is here in aries every year from around march 20th to april 19th 20th this year it's it's there until uh april 20th but this is really invigorating your sense of authenticity courage stepping forward facing the conflict, leading, being direct. That's what this is about, charging ahead. Then there is Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in the sign that it rules, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus, conjunct at the exact same degree in the same sign as the north node the karmic pathway of the soul or soul's purpose so this is a day this is beginning the week of like who am i what do i want who am i what do i want if you can't answer those questions now is the time to answer those questions who am i and what do i want well last week i think we kind of set the stage for this of kind of confronting being more direct, tapping into our authenticity, communicating Mm -hmm. that to the people we're in relationships and our soul's purpose. Like, and I think it's culminate, it's actually culminating more this week on this day of really asking that question of ourselves. And maybe last Mm -hmm. week was 
kind of giving us these little hints as to what the answer to that question is reflecting mm -hmm. on what was happening that last week would give you the answer to this on this yes. day. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> That's it. Cause last week we were talking all about, about so much of the Pisces energy of the unconscious and clearing out that psychological baggage so that when the planets move into Aries, you can truly be who you are. You're not hiding from yourself anymore and you're not beating yourself up internally. You are, you've forgiven yourself. You understand that, that life is a practice and that sometimes in practice, I trip, I fall, I, mm. I, I knock my head. I, you know, Aries rules the head. So be mindful of your head during this period. Or being uh, a, maybe but a hot head. A hot head. Well, that's what happens. Like when, when you haven't done the work of your unconscious and then the planets roll into Aries, it's bringing that dumpster into the street and lighting it on fire. That's mm. where people become aggressive and cocky and arrogant because they're filled with fear. If you have integrated your psychological baggage with love and forgiveness, then you will be acting with love. And at the root of love, er, the root of courage is love. So Aries is about courage, but at the root of that courage is love. Oh, the aggression side of Aries is like the shadow side of it, where if you haven't done the work and you're not being compassionate and you're not really tapping into the love part of it, then it can come across as aggressive and yes, like egocentric. That's right. And, mm -hmm. that's right. Yes. I mean, it's so important to be direct, but like when you channel the real Aries energy, it is more about authenticity. It's not about beating someone else down or being better than them or anything like that. Exactly. So when we say like being direct and like, it is like a healthy amount of aggression and that's important. Yes. Yes. Sticking up for what you believe in. That's right. That is right. Standing up for yourself. It looks like Tuesday is kind of more integrated form of this energy too. That's right. So Tuesday, March 21st, we're looking at, uh, the new moon in Aries and one point to make about the sun in Aries is when the sun is transiting through Aries this is a challenging time for cancer and, and Capricorn placements so if you have key astrological points or planets in cancer or Capricorn take it easy on yourself between now and April 20th because there could be some challenges so the new moon in Aries. This is the first of two new moons in Aries. This yeah. is the new moon in Aries at zero degrees. In 30 days, 28 days, there will be the second new moon in Aries, which is at 29 degrees in Aries. So two new moons in Aries this year. This is gift. the first time Yes, it is. This is the first time since uh, in the last ni 19 years ago. So think back. Where were you 19 years ago? Because 19 years ago was the last time there were two new moons in Aries. So it is a gift because it's an opportunity for you to set the table twice in terms of your self-confidence, your authenticity, your self-love courage 
these are the themes of Aries. It's about self-love, courage, authenticity, and, and directness, self-confidence, courage, authenticity, and directness. So setting your intentions to love yourself, setting your intentions to be courageous, setting your intentions to be authentic, and setting your intentions to be direct. That is what the new moon in Aries is about. If you are curious to understand how this new moon and the coming full moon, the full moon in Libra will be affecting you directly, enroll in my moon cycle classes at theweeklytransit.com. And the moon classes are smaller classes. So you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with Scott and he is customizing it to each person. It's not just a general class for the new moon where you gather for the new moon. You all set your intentions by yourself. You get to see a little bit of everyone's chart. You get to learn more about astrology and you get to set intentions together with like even more intention based on your specific astrological code. Not everyone's setting the same exact type of intentions. Exactly. Where is so, it landing? What house is it in? What planets in your astrological code are connecting to the new moon? What does that mean? That's what we're getting into. The classes are small. They're intimate. Everybody has one-on-one uh, -on -one time to uh, to reflect with and me. And also, if, if you're thinking about getting a reading, the readings are a little bit more of an investment. But if you want to just get a little peek into what a more personal astrology reading is. I think the new moon is a great, a great um, baby step into just like touching your toes in um, to just seeing a little bit more about your code. Absolutely. Yes. So it's, you know, this is an exciting time. Uh, this is a time to really kick off. What do you want? Who do you want to be charging ahead? What are you charging towards? That's what this energy is about. We're, we're getting two boosts this year the first one with this new moon the second one with the second new moon in aries very exciting but also very terrifying too because maybe people are going to be uh more aggressive than normal practicing yeah putting on their true face and sometimes especially when we're uncertain or we have fear instead of love or it's like we're trying to practice it it might not come across as gentle as we would like so this gift and being able to set our intentions twice it's like maybe the first time we said it maybe we came off too crass or too aggressive because we were scared and we didn't know how to show up exactly authentically but we got to practice it check in on the full moon set intentions again for how you want to do it in a maybe more graceful, more effective, more collected way. Like when we are direct and we are like actually honed in, it's not going to be coming off as aggressive or scary or burning bridges. It's going to be empowering for us and the yes. people around us. It's inspiring to see people tap into that energy. Yes, exactly. That's the opposite it. of scary. Yes. When I yes. see people do it, I like look up to them. I'm like, oh my God, I want to be more like that. I want to be able to say what's on my mind in a way that people can absorb and look up to where they're just, they're expressing themselves authentically. It has nothing to do with putting someone else down or being rude or whatever. It's just about being yourself. That's it. That's it. And when you're not being yourself and then you feel compromised, that is when people lash out in a scary sort of way yeah you can't hide from it it's still gonna come out somewhere or another exactly okay moving on to wednesday march 22nd now more we've aries. got yep more aries now the moon is conjunct with chiron so 
bringing that emotional sensitivity to the wound to our self-confidence. So you've set your intentions on March 21st and you're saying, I'm going to be more direct and authentic and courageous and love myself. And then on Wednesday, those fears come up where it's like, okay, well, (laughs) if you, you want to be those things and you got to face your fears, you got to put yourself out there and that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And just, I think the power in astrology is using it as a weather forecast we can't prevent the rain from happening but we can be prepared by wearing a jacket and putting our like tying our hair up and not planning a picnic so we can be like oh i've adjusted to what's about to happen and it doesn't feel so harsh or alarming because we have set the stage Mm -hmm. that's right so knowing it might be a little uncomfortable but not going in without being prepared exactly you're ready for it and you called for it you asked for it that's it and then on march 23rd thursday this is the big shock wave that we're going to be feeling with uh pluto the god of death lord of the underworld the planet of transformation moving into aquarius the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer this is incredibly significant because this is the first time that pluto has been in aquarius since the day after christmas 1798 so just a few years ago (laughs) just a couple years ago yeah (laughs) so pluto the god of death the planet of transformation in the sign that represents the group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause, the community, your inventive mind. This is going, this is just, it's just dipping its toe into Aquarius. I mean, it's only going to be in Aquarius until June 11th, and then it moves back into Capricorn. Then it moves back into Aquarius January 20th and is there until September 1st of 2024. So we get like a longer taste of that next year. Then it goes back into Capricorn again and moves into Aquarius for the long haul on November 19th, 2024, and is there until March 8th of 2043. So do you think this Aries energy we've been working with, with showing up authentically is now Pluto, the God of death in the community, creating this change. Like now things are going to shift for us in our community because we're showing up in a way that's actually authentic to ourselves. Exactly. That's what's happening. People are going to be showing up more authentically, more courageously. There's been a lot of hiding or wanting to just be like, well, I got to just fit in. You know, I don't want to rock the boat or anything. People are going to be rocking the boat now um, because people are going to be, whether they're aware of it or not, they're going to be much more aggressive about who they are and solidifying their identity, uh, their personality, exerting their personality. And, and that's what the, that's what the community needs because the shadow side of Aquarius is everybody, it's Stepford Wives. You know, everybody looks the same, talks the same, walks the same, thinks the same. That's the shadow side of Aquarius. The, the light side of Aquarius is the divi- diversity. 
the the strength of any community is in its diversity. I mean, I think of like sports, you know, a, a, a football team is not going to win <laughs> with 11 quarterbacks on the field. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if all 11 are Tom Brady, they're not going to win. Because you need other players that fit other roles. It's about each individual showing up uniquely, showing up exactly as they are and understanding that what I have to offer is different than what anyone else has to offer. And it's not about me being like someone else. It's about me being myself. I mean, and that's tapping into that Aries energy of being authentic. If we Mm -hmm. all want to be the same thing, it's not useful. On a team, yes. you need a team of different people. So also just really recognizing, I think I think sometimes it's hard to actually feel like we trust our authenticity where we're not like, a lot of us just model things. We go to school, we pick something our parents like or our friends like, or we see a rock star or somebody that inspires us and we try to be just like them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you get over the initial um, you know, inspiration of something like being able to come into your own is so powerful. And we don't need to be like somebody else. Like we can like idolize someone for what they're good at, but if that's not what we're good at, that doesn't make a difference. When we're aspiring to be something we're not, we're never going to be successful at it. Exactly. So really learning more about yourself and who you are and what is authentic for you. Cause if I try my whole life to be something that I'm not, it's going to be an uphill battle that I'm going to lose and I'm not going to feel good. 100%. And I think a lot of people do that. And you recognize maybe in your 30s or 40s, people are having these midlife crises and they're like, oh, fuck, I was just trying to do whatever and told me I should do and not what I actually wanted to do for myself. There's a lot of like divorces and all that kind of stuff happens when you're like, oh, wait, I, I actually wasn't showing up in an authentic way. That, that was like me wanting to be an actor or a writer, all these different things. And I was very frustrated for so many years. And then astrology came along and it was like, you know, it just clicked. And I was like, oh my God, this is the thing. And <laughs> all these people that I was friends with, family, they're like, what's wrong with Scott? He's crazy. You know, he's like he's lost his mind. You know, like, what is he doing? Does he need professional help? And it's like, well, I'm already seeing a therapist once a week. Thank you very much. So, um, <laughs> you know, but it's, 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 I did not care that they thought I was weird or that there was something wrong with me. I did not care because I knew what I was experiencing inside of myself was as it was it was the most clear thing i'd ever experienced where it was just it made sense and that is where we want to be with this aquarius energy is that even when all the villagers are laughing at the water bearer for thinking that they can figure out how to bring water from the stream to the village that person is crazy the water bearer is like okay they don't see my vision and that's fine They don't have to see my vision. I see my my vision. And the water bear created the jug. And lo and behold, they showed up in the village with a jug full of water. And all those people in the village that said the water bear was crazy were now saying, she's a genius. And so that's 
you know, I, I heard uh, Jeff Bezos say before something like, you know, it doesn't matter if people don't understand your vision, like selling books online. People didn't understand what Amazon was. I, I actually heard um, a guy uh, I went to college with who works at a bank who turned down. Uh, he was he was approached by YouTube for their bank to be one of the uh, the initial investors of YouTube. And uh, he's like, we already have TV. Like, why would we don't get it? We exactly. Don't get it. This, this and is so, stupid. yeah, he's like, of course, <laughs> that was a bad choice by me and my bank. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they didn't have to understand. Uh, not everyone's going to understand your vision. Not everyone's going to understand your uniqueness, the way that you see the world. And that's a good thing. That means you're on the right track. Because if you want to progress society, you have to think differently. I'm, I peaked ahead at Friday. Oh, oh, Friday, Friday. Let's go. And let's move on to Friday. I'll I'll let you do the alignment first, but I feel like it's maybe a bit about value, you know, appreciating emotionally and valuing ourselves ourselves coming into ourselves exactly does that, does that make sense it, it totally does the moon the emotions and venus the senses the planetary ruler of taurus the moon is exalted in taurus so it's it, both of these are in positions of power so as we're working with this self energy of of the sun in aries where it's exalted and then pluto in aquarius which is about being your unique individual self We've got the moon and Venus in Taurus, which is saying, what do you value? What, what on an emotional level makes you feel satisfied, makes you feel good? What is that? And how is that reflected in your close personal relationships? Are the people that you're in relationship with, are they supportive of you? Or are they the ones who are tearing down your crazy ideas no. So is this maybe taking stock of who in our life values us? Perhaps. I think that's part of it. I think it's really honing in on what you value on an emotional level and the individuals in your life mm-hmm. that honor, reflect, or respect your values. And maybe also like the ref- the reflection of that, appreciating the people in your life, like maybe... um taking a moment to appreciate the people in your life that you value and mm-hmm. that you respect. I love that. Absolutely. Yes. That is great. Yes. Respecting other people's values, appreciating other people's values. That's what, that's what you're in. That's what Aquarius is all about. It's like, you have your values. I have my values. I don't agree with your values. I don't even like your values, but you know what? I respect them because they're yours. They're not mine. They're yours. Yeah. I don't have and to change my values you, to meet yours. Exactly. You have a different perspective of life on earth. I haven't walked in your shoes. I don't know what it's like to be you. I don't understand uh, your life. I don't really understand your values, but I'm not, because I don't understand them, I'm not going to shit all over them, you know, and Love say that. that your values are terrible. You're an idiot. No, that's not well, I, how we operate here. I feel like that's the current political 
social climate is to just shit on anybody that doesn't agree totally. with you totally and it's just like what the fuck is that you're supposed to be like oh we're so inclusive and we want everyone to feel cared about but really they want everyone to care about them and their little bubble but if you don't agree with them then fuck mm -hmm. you exactly it's like exactly well, that's, that's the way to be inclusive is by saying fuck you to everyone that doesn't agree with you that's <laughs> fucking asinine exactly it's not inclusive it's chaos it's divide and conquer it's yeah. about, you know, dominating others. That is the shadow side of Aquarius. Aquarius is inclusive. Aquarius is detached. We're not going to get involved in the emotions of it because if I do, then I'm going to be upset about your views. But if I can just logically understand that you come mm -hmm. from a different place than me, a different background, a different upbringing, a different family life, a different ethnicity, a different town, a different city, a different state, different country, whatever it may be, you have a different experience in life. Yeah. What's important that's to okay. me doesn't have to be important to you. Right. Right. And as long as we can respect our differences, then there are no, there are, there are none of these silly conflicts where it's like, you believe differently than me, so I have to kill you. What? No. You're going to need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Killing somebody over a different belief, that's insanity. I want you to, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at Saturday. I feel this week just feels very flow. Even last week, everything feels like it's just flowing right along. Well, there's Mars. So I forgot to mention last week on one of the days, um, it was Wednesday, March 15th, uh, that Mars moved out of its retrograde shadow. And uh, here it is. Finally. Oh, my God. Finally in cancer. I mean, it was in Mars was in Gemini. When did it move into Gemini? That was in, I want to get the date up here just so I can see Mars moved into Gemini, was back on, Jesus, it's been such a long time, August 20th, August oh, yeah. 20th, 2022, until now, March 25th. Mars was in Gemini. Mars typically spends about six weeks in a sign. It spent six months okay. in Gemini. And now this here is it is. Shift. It's huge. It's the cardinal Mars in the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab cancer. This is bringing that aggression to those emotions, to the home life, to your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors. There may be conflicts in these areas over the coming weeks. Mars is going to be in Cancer until May 20th. And so between March 25th and May 20th, there could be conflicts at home, conflicts with family. These are stirring up your roots, your past, your upbringing, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors, so that you can you know, really get to the bottom of who you are, where you come from. Why do you have the beliefs, the values, the feelings that you have? I mean, that's I, what this Mars and Cancer is about. I feel like I always peek ahead because it always ties together. So it's like yesterday, 
we were well, before we move ahead uh, no, 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 I I'm, just... no, I'm talking about yesterday first oh yesterday yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wait so yesterday we were learning more about like our values and mm -hmm. um, in our relationships and appreciating other people. But then when we come to Saturday, it's like, okay, well maybe we have to like take some action in these relationships, like our close family relationships. Maybe our values don't align yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe we are appreciating things, but we're also noticing things that don't align as well. And exactly. so maybe today we're kind of dealing with that where we notice we noticed those things yesterday and now they're coming out today. They're stirring up, they're creating conflict yeah. and you're having, you're needing to face it, needing to face the conflict within the home, within your family life and reflect upon your past, your roots, your upbringing, your ancestors. That's going to give you some clarity as to who you are based on where you come from. What are your values based on your past? Are these my values or are these my parents' values that come from my yes. grandparents, from my ancestors? Do I really value the same things? Maybe I do on some things, but other things, maybe I don't. So clearing that out. But this period from March 25th to May 20th, for those born with key astrological points or planets in Aries or Libra, this could be a challenging time because the god of war is squaring those points in your chart so pay attention to the tension face the conflict in order to move through the energy that is stuck now the last time that mars transited through cancer was april 23rd to june 11th 2021 and the time before that was may 15th to july 1st 2019 so think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. And then moving forward to Sunday, March 26th, we've got the moon, the planet of emotions, now in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini, forming that positive sextile with Chiron in Aries. So this is giving you the opportunity to ask questions, gather information, learn a little bit about a lot in order to really discern the nature of the wound to your self-confidence or anyone else from your past, their wounds to self-confidence. How have their wounds maybe influenced your wound? What can we learn during this period? Well, when I see Gemini, I always think of being curious and asking questions. Yes. And maybe that's more internal or, I mean, I guess it could be external asking ourselves what, where these wounds came from to our self-confidence and maybe being curious about the people in our life. If you see you, whatever you're seeing, like manifest, asking them where, you know, what had hurt them in the past that's making them respond in this way. Mm -hmm. That curiosity, I think it's a sextile. So it is a gift. Like when we get the answers to these questions, it soothes things, smooth, soothes things over. Soothes like, and smooths, yeah. Like I was saying that girl, Crystal, like it reminded me of a past, my like past relationship with her where she's just impatient and agitated all the time. So I wouldn't want to bring things up. And then that leads to me and my current relationship being like, oh, like I shouldn't say something because it's just going to start a fight. And it's like, that person's like, what are you talking about? I don't get, a, I don't get mad at you. I just told you I would take you home to get ready if you wanted to. So like we're not recognizing that and that just the awareness of sharing it with you i'm like oh yeah that is from my past mm -hmm. and that's why i had that moment and i feel like just the awareness and answering the question of where it might have come from does so much and you know maybe it's not just healed overnight 
maybe it happens again and again in smaller and smaller ways. And every time I'm like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember that little insight that I had and you like, let that go little by little until it's not there anymore. That's it. That's it. Asking curious. Those, yeah, staying curious. Where does this come from? Why do I feel insecure about this? Mm-hmm. Why? Getting to the bottom of it. Getting that answer. Getting that clarity. And through that clarity, claiming your self-confidence. So you can move forward. Charge ahead. It's go time. That's it's what this time. is about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's go time right now. So exciting week ahead, intense week ahead, uh, but man, things are moving. Things are moving. Lots of shifting here right now. Thank you so much, Scott. You're welcome. Thank you to everyone listening. And if you're listening or watching on YouTube or Spotify, go buy the book, The Basics of Astrology. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel donate to support the podcast it's all in the show notes write us a review share it with your friends we love and appreciate all of you thank you yes thank you i'll see you next week see you next week ingrid thank you for listening to the weekly transit follow us on instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy if this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully please subscribe rate us five stars and share with your friends if you're ready to go deeper book a personal reading with scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com